You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You are listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus' The Mandalorian. This week we look at the first three episodes of Star Wars Visions. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mando Show. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy to be back. Not just because there's some new Star Wars, but I haven't seen these guys in a minute, too, because uh, we haven't had anything new to talk about. And, mm-hmm. boy, Disney Plus promised, and I feel like they delivered. I really do. I have uh, enjoyed. I have only watched the first three. But before we get into all of that, the first three episodes of Visions... Uh, in order of how they have it on Disney Plus, which is The Duel, Tatooine Rhapsody, and The Twins. That's what we're talking about this week. And without further ado, back to the introductions of the people you know who are here because we haven't added anybody ever. Uh, to the left of me is Udi Alvarado, podcaster and Star Wars fan. And where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, the Leaving Today podcast. And you can also find me on my socials, which is mainly Instagram. That would be H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hexgoli. And across the table from me, the one, the only, the heavyweight editing champion. Yes, <sighs> <laughs> Five Show Joe, uh, unapologetic Star Wars fan, and uh, yeah, that's about it. That's it, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That's fine. Where can they find? You? Where, where, where can they this is where it's going to come in because we're going to be here a minute. Yeah, you can find me everywhere. Run into the socials here: the Mando Show, Disney Universe Podcast, Tiki Cast, my regular stuff, J Pity Two Three. My OnlyFans is at uh, Fuzzy <laughs> and Short. No, I'm just kidding. But that's about it. Okay. Yeah, so I went there. Is, is there one that you want for sure to just stick out after that, that list of rambling stuff? You can say OnlyFans. I'm falling off of this show. <laughs> well, if it sticks out in only Wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is not getting edited, by the way. <laughs> Your call, buddy. <laughs> oh, my Okay, Lord so what was God. your socials? <laughs> jpenny23 on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Disney Universe Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, D- Disney, t- no, it's just the Tiki Cast now on uh, Instagram. You rebranded. And uh, we did the Fresh Hops Beer Podcast on Instagram also. Okay. So, And of All course, right. here on the Mando Show. Of course. All right. And thank you, Joe, by the way. Yes. And to the right of me, the legend. Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hi. Hey. Hi, Chad. I'm Hello. so happy to see you, buddy. Hello. Thank, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. We align, learned from Filoni that there's always truth in legends. Mm-hmm. 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 Where can people find you, Chad? If they want to. If you want to be found, that is. 
You must have a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Love. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. But you can always contact me through the Mando Show or uh, the Mandalorian Marks Facebook page. Which is? Mandalorian Marks. Mandalorian Marks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate you, buddy. And what's your OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm dropping it now. Shiny, shiny Mando. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I am Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. The only social that I have that I even halfway look at is um, Instagram, and it is tattoo art by underscore Derek. Derek spelled D-E-R-E-K. Some people out there don't know how to spell tattoo. It's T-A-T-T-O-O. What? I-N-E. <laughs> Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Close, I know, right? Okay, cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's good to see you guys. Yeah. How I you bet. doing? Thanks for the you... tasty beverages. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Happy to do it. Um I would like, first of all, what is everybody's general outlook on Star Wars Visions? Starting with Joe. What are you thinking, Joe? I like it. It's 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 what I expected. It it's it's original stories. It's great animation. Um, the, even and some of the stories are out of the first three might not be completely. I don't know, but the animation is beautiful. And just see, I, I like seeing that. Um, uh, just that Lucasfilm allowed these artists and storytellers to tell their own story, not carbon copy uh, stories that we already know. Nice. What about you, Chad? How are you feeling about the uh, Star Wars vision so far? So, speaking overall, because I've seen all of them, um, I like how each studio got to play with Star Wars in their own sandbox. And some of them stayed within more of the Star Wars realm and just brought their like animation style and their storytelling to Star Wars, where others took Star Wars out of Star Wars and brought it to more of their realm, where you see their settings and their, their setup. And so it's all really fun. Fresh take. I hate saying that, but fresh take. Mm-hmm. Um, entertaining, to say the least. Some, obviously, I like more than others. Sure. Some I hope to see again. Okay. I doubt it's going to happen, but... Never know. There could be a season two of Visions. That would be awesome. Even if it's a whole new batch of uh, studios doing it. Okay. And Udi. Well, I'm going to... I enjoyed all of them, pretty much. I'm. I'm I've seen all of them like chad uh, i do have my my favorites and my okays you know none of them are bad um i think the one positive that we can gain whether you like the majority of them or whatever however you feel about it i think the one thing that is very cool and i mentioned this before was i was worried if disney would try to kind of keep you know them in line air quoting air, uh, in line and they didn't they let them have free reign, and you can tell. And to me, that was amazing because it gives us, like Chad said, a fresh take on so many different stories. And I really feel like um, this is what Star Wars kind of needs. We got that with The Mandalorian. Look at how the positivity flew from The Mandalorian. 
and I think we're going to get this now, the only thing that's going to be a little bit of a detractor is not everybody's an anime person. And I've already had conversations with a couple of people saying, I'm not really an anime guy, so I don't know if I really like it. I'm like, okay, but pay attention to the story. And the, I mean, look at, don't necessarily focus on the medium. Look at the story, and the stories are all great. All of them. All of them are great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really stoked that we got these. All right. Cool. I, for the most part, have enjoyed I've only watched the first three. Um, I've enjoyed each one of them for their own, each particular style that they have. One of them, not so much my, my style. Um, I'm going to just say it up front. Uh, Tattoo and Rhapsody, really not my particular flavor of anime that I enjoy, but uh, still well done. Still enjoyed watching something new that was Star Wars. Um, the other two, well, we'll get into specifics on those in a minute, but um, so far I've been enjoying it. And uh, the small group of people that I, that I am around regularly from kids, as in my kids, to other adults who... Um, enjoy different aspects of of things um i've been making them watch it basically i'm like hey vision's up you gotta watch it you gotta watch it you gotta watch it and it's been interesting to see their take on it and see the things that they enjoyed so um i think what disney set out to do really was to reach as big a group of people as possible and i think this is what this is accomplishing that because it is definitely striking a chord um in, in different people for, for Star Wars, mm-hmm. that love Star Wars. So, all right. So, the very first one that they had was The Duel. Now, when we saw the previews of, the, of Star Wars, of Visions in general, I did see certain things that I knew I was going to like. Um, the black and gray stuff mm-hmm. that, we, that was in the, visu- in the, the trailer. Um, and it all was the very first one that came out. So, I was super excited when this started up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just roll in with how I, I felt about this this episode. So I like that it started with the classic view that you see of just a star field. Okay. It's just black and white stars. And as it pans down to the planet itself, you start to see that it is black and gray. And it is done like it's supposed to be an old movie. So you get the little hair that's stuck in the film. The little film, yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know, those little effects that are in there. Which, by the way, I, I don't know if that's an easy thing to pull off or not. But it was very well done. For, and and it's, it's a weird thing to appreciate having distorted imagery. <laughs> Especially because we're such a high-def uh, culture anymore, you know, with everything that we have to see has to be the, the absolute high def possible that you can get. No, not yet. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not done talking. I'm waiting. So that opening scrolling down, <laughs> sorry, it's just that Woody was holding up his hand because he wanted to say something. That's usually what we do when we want to interject, but I wasn't done. So I wasn't <laughs> So, um, and then just seeing the, the, the landscape of it. And I even liked how they put up the title of, that episode and it it that's in arabish right like done with with like the the brushstroke style because i don't think that is not it look like it no it is not yeah which took me a couple times to to realize that that's what it was um i'm pretty sure it says the duel in arabish not in any kind of kanji because that would only be like one or two symbols up there not one for each letter yeah like in the duel so i didn't even catch that yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, there's a few things. There's something in here I didn't catch. Um, somebody else pointed it out to me. 
Anyway, watching this play out and watching how they did mm-hmm. all the black and gray except for any electronic stuff that was color. I loved it. The visual, the visuals on it all. I loved how it all played off each other. The reds that were showing off of everything, all the little lights of everything. It was it was very well done. Okay, what do you what do you want to say? I was just gonna kind of piggyback on the, the 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 fact that one of the things that I really got drawn to also was the style, and not being in this high def and having having the the, the black and gray, um, black and white really, um, and then um, and then the cross hatching how they shaded everything was very like rough and raw, mm-hmm. and to having such a difference uh, is like kind of jarring can be drawing for some people i appreciated the hell out of it i saw it when like that is so amazingly cool to see that and have it just it dirtied everything it dirtied the entire episode and i I love that and then having and then and then having the the pinpoint highlights of of having the electronics or anything mechanical like with the r2 unit um anything like that the lighting anything in that line was all that when it got colorized and just heightened everything. So the 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 given the take the the high um, contrast between both having those bright colors and then having the black and gray just to me made the episode just elevated everything um, from going from this kind of raw thing to this highly elevated highly um, I don't know it, it draws you in even further with having all that highlighting yeah with the colors so yeah the the way they did everything it. it the first thing I came to mind was, or one of the first things that came to mind was the fact that it has now come around full circle from the original thing that inspired George Lucas, the Seven Samurai, right? It was Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. which black and gray film, um, fueled Japan, all that stuff. Because this looks very much like that with Star Wars elements injected into it. Uh, we have the Ugnaught that's helping, mm-hmm. you know, the Ronin. He comes out. Um, we have very, but the rest of it is very much feudal Japan looking, looking type stuff. The, the housing, other than some of the high tech lights that are, are poking out here and there. Um, it's that, it's that really cool mix, I think of futuristic and rustic kind of steampunk. Yes. Almost. Like if you were to say steampunk is in a mix of feudal Japan and Star Wars. Right. (laughs) Right. But yeah, even with RT unit wearing a straw hat, oh, I, I mean, love it, it, I but mean, the lights peeking through it and everything. That character all on his own. I think my favorite was all the variant bandit stormtroopers and all their stormtrooper, the the different ways the helmets were cut out. So mm-hmm. where, where you could still see the the strict definition of a stormtrooper, but you still see the bandit's head or face or uh, what have you. Yeah, no, I, that was one of the things I noticed. So. Let's 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 break this down because we're we're kind of jumping around on it, but it's very specific things. So, first off, let's talk about the Ronin. Okay, classic wanderer, solo hero, um, anti-hero, almost even obviously few, as few spoken words. Yeah, your t- your typical anime wanderer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this like his whole battle that's going on at the beginning. He's just. Chilling in the back, mm-hmm. sipping on 
tea, you know, just... You know, and, and for me, growing up with the Spaghetti Westerns, you know, I automatically go to, like, Fistful of Dollars, High Plains Drifter, uh, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, having the guy who's just like, I don't really care. I'm just kind of doing my thing. I'm going to roll through here. And then he's got to get drawn into the conflict, whatever it could be. So, yeah. Well, see, but that's not the thing for me. I, from what I noticed, it's not that he was drawn into the conflict. He had a plan from the beginning. It wasn't to deal with these little bandits that had to have stormtrooper armor on it was to get at the sith mm. so he wasn't there by coincidence he wasn't there by accident he wasn't drawn into it he had the plan all along which is why he needed that droid working at us by a certain time he knew that that sith was there because by the time this episode is over it's very obvious that he's out handling him so um but this character, I mean, it, you could you could look at him as something that's been done over and over and over again, a tired out trope. But I find it this this particular character or this particular archetype is a never ending well of mm-hmm. inspiration and fun. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. Even but so, they they do it one one small change, and it's. It's a character like you've never seen in, a, in an anime before. Because when we're typically handed this character in anime, it is it is your reluctant hero who's the hero. There's no there's not much else to it. But when we get closer to the fight, obviously this is not the hero we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, what, watching his plan come to fruition, watching what he does, the, the entire thing, I thought was entertaining and and super fun to watch um i was constant so moving on to his droid and and i know we're going to touch back on him but moving on to the droid i kept thinking that was r2 under that hat <laughs> oh yeah it's it was so hard not to think it was r2 because you, you look at it and you see like if if i've watched this particular episode probably five times and it's been a while since i've watched any star wars anything that often since the mandalorian um and watching all the little things pop out of his of of the chassis mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. trying to when the the guy's trying to fix them yeah. all those things I'm like oh my god that's like R two that's got to be R two <laughs> like it looks so much like him like and even the legs and all this stuff it wasn't until he was fixed jumped out and his little jets came out I was like that's got to be R two and then I realized oh those jets are in the back of the legs yeah. yeah. <laughs> R2s are on the side of the side leg. leg yeah. And that's what finally sealed the deal for me. Like, that's not R2. That's why he's wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was so, it, I was so, for the, the first couple times I watched it, I was almost convinced that that was R2. I'm like, How, what is he doing with this guy? Why is he out here? Is this like a just di- different interpretation of Luke Skywalker? Like, what's going on here? You know, like, I started wondering if that's what they were trying to do, but no. <laughs> I decided that's not the case. No. That, but that droid. Let me tell you, I, I've almost talked somebody into letting me, <laughs> letting me tattoo that droid on him because I think that droid was so mm-hmm. freaking cool, especially at the very end. When he does come out, he is oh, boosting yeah. across, and those, those rocket launcher comes out, and all yeah. those little mini rockets come out. Dude, like Robotech popped into yeah. mind. Yeah, How right, right. other yeah. anime series that, that, that are out there that has all those rockets that go flying around like crazy, and then they find their targets and take them out. Yep. Oh man, amazingly cool! I cannot wait to see that RT unit live and in person at Celebration. I know. You know oh, I know. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a handful of R2 builders on, already on it right now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
Can you and imagine? I'm, oh, man. And I'm pretty sure it's one of those RT units that have, like, the cone head on it mm-hmm. because that's the hat just fits. And then when you really look at the, the eye that's glowing through the hole in the hat, it is up that high where yeah. it would be on, on one of those cone head RT units. So, um, But that character right there totally caught my attention. And it's so funny because generally I don't really care that much about the droids in Star Wars. I mean, they're fun. It's, well, obviously, except for IG. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was a special case, of course. Um, but all the rest of them, I know people love R2 and C-3PO and blah, 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 and all these other uh, uh, droids that have been in Star Wars. Uh, but this one, man, I mean, for all the cool stuff that was going on, I was just digging this character. And I think the straw hat really played a big part in it. Like, that was such an interesting characteristic to do with the droid. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it just has... It just had my full attention. It's, it still does. Like, I absolutely will be so happy the day I tattoo that on somebody. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm so excited to just do it. Anyway, so um, I like that the pacing of this episode moves along very quickly, too. It didn't take a whole lot. I mean, yeah. we got the setup and then enroll the bad guys. Now, how many different parts of different things did you guys notice on whatever it was that thing they were driving in? Like the main body of it, did you guys recognize that? Right? No. Of the what? The, the, the main body of that transport. Yeah. It just looked like uh, it reminded me of the one, the droid transport. Yeah. No, dude, it, it's the ATAT body. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. The yeah, ATAT body, that, just no header legs. Yeah. Just it, hovering. <laughs> no, no, it's on I, tracks. It may, it's on tracks. I, I thought of the scout transport. Is what I was thinking about the troop transport. Too tall. No, mm. it's too tall. It is. It is an ATAT body, dude. Mm. And, and it's got, they put tracks underneath that thing, and it's got the, the top, whatever thing's coming out the front that they have some, some turrets mounted on it. But that's, that's what that thing is. Mm. I, haven't, I haven't seen any other kind of transport like that on any other Mm-mm. Star Wars things. But once they showed it from the side, I was like, that's, that's, that's a- an AT-AT <laughs> body. Holy crap. What a, and what a great way to just re, you take a, a, a Star Wars thing that we've seen like a bajillion times now mm-hmm. at this point. And repurpose it into something different. I thought it was freaking awesome. Yeah. So well, also, I mean, you can go go further out with um, the repurposing of the droid that comes out to, in the battle. Death Star droid comes out. Uh, you have yep. a probe droid that comes out. Uh, you also look at the repurposing of the stormtrooper armor. All kinds of different iterations of it. Oh, so yeah. all seeing all that kind of uh, reimagining of these things we all know. Was very very cool. I mean, you have the guys come out with like half a helmet or whatever, or, and then um, just everything was pretty. It was just cool to see a new take on all that. Yeah, and Chad was talking about seeing them come out in the the half pieces of stormtrooper armor, left and right, whatever. Yeah, like I the leader. You know, <laughs> loved it. I loved seeing that. That was such a great thing to do with it because it looks like. They took Oni masks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and straight mm-hmm. up like, okay, Star Wars. This mm-hmm. is the, the Stormtrooper mask is an Oni mask. It's that simple. You have the bottom half of it. You all the all the different things that they did with it was freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger didn't care for it too much apparently, but <laughs> well, Ginger's opinion doesn't matter right now. <laughs> um, so watching how that those guys come out and see yeah. all their army and stuff like that. That was super cool to see them do that. But then to realize that they're just bandits. Because at first glance, when they're in the transport, uh, they show the two drivers, and you're, they look like they're pretty much in, in full-on Star Wars uh, or Stormtrooper 
uh, armor. And at quick glance, you see them in the back when they're playing their dice game or whatever. They look yeah. like they're almost all in storm, regular stormtrooper mm-hmm. armor. And it isn't until they start really coming out that you see that they're... Oh, no, oh yeah, that, that is a... AT-AT. Oh yeah, we AT-AT we have the episode playing right now on the TV, so I guess Joe had to see. It is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't lying. Yep, I was for sure that. So, um, but all the bandits too. I mean, there were the level of detail that was done with them, even for the the type of style that this episode was done in. It was still a lot of detail in mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, each single guy, none of them looked the same. They all look different. That's not an easy thing to do when you have, what was it, like 20, 30 different guys yeah. there, 20, 30 different bandits yeah. that you have to illustrate. Um, so the level of work that was done with that was was awesome. I'd love to see all the different things that they did with it, uh, with those pieces of Stormtrooper armor. That was great. No, I agree. And then, I mean, we can move on to the Sith and how they reimagined the lightsabers for, for her. Mm. Um, basically like a big lightsaber umbrella spinning dervish of death, which is very cool. To, um, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what have we seen in remotely close with, uh, Grievous? I mean, back way back in, you know, in the prequels, you know, when he had the, the lightsaber, he could spinning, spin them that quick. Spinning four different lightsabers. Yeah. But this one's literally like, it was like, you know, it looked like a few of them spinning the umbrella and that was <laughs> well the inquisitors too they had their they, but they had they had theirs like they had they had theirs it was a t- double bladed with mm-hmm. that would spin it's, but this mm-hmm. is different all the way it looked like a basically a big umbrella that would just flare out and just go and man that causes <laughs> that kills a lot of people uh there's one in there where she just kind of jabs it through a dude and i'm like oof yeah, the Bosk, the uh, what? What is that race that Bosk is? Trandoshan. Trandoshan. That's right. I knew yeah. That. yeah, but yeah. his samurai sword lightsaber. Uh, Are you yeah, the oh. Jedi. <laughs> now, Silence. that when those two meet and they start fighting, um, oh, the man. fact that he could hold like it's it was such a classic samurai move to. Grab the blade that's being attacked mm-hmm. with bare hands to slap your hands together and grab that blade without getting damaged yourself. I love mm-hmm. the iteration that they did with this because obviously you can't grab a lightsaber, but using the force to do the same thing and showing mm-hmm. that, that was such an awesome. Yeah, and awesome just the use movie. of color too in the black and white, like we talked about before, but I mean, brilliantly. Yeah, no, and and you're absolutely right. I would love, I would love that. I would f- take a picture of that or have a have a print of that and put that specific one on my wall where he's with the red and everything as he's holding the lightsaber. It kind of pans around. Mm-hmm. I would put that on my wall. It is so freaking amazing, just so well done for like that millisecond. But man, so much going on. It was just great oh, to no, watch. It wasn't a millisecond. That was well, a you good, know, I, that, they spent a good three or four seconds. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It, like in the grand scheme of the whole battle, it's, it's a small part, but it's such a huge part and just so cool. We'll see. And quick little shout out to the voice cast, the Sith. Does she have a name? Do we have a name for her? But it is voiced by Lucy Liu. It was Liu. the bandit leader. Yeah, the bandit yeah. leader. I think that's what they And mean. so, yeah, that's Lucy Liu and, the, and Ronan, I guess, is uh, Brian T. Uh, he's kind of known for uh, Chicago Med, but he was Shredder in the Ninja Turtles remake. He was in Jurassic Jurassic World, Wolverine, uh, DK, and Fast and the Furious, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Good actor. Enjoyed his stuff. He gets stomped on and eaten in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Mm, bummer. 
He plays evil Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat Legacy. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, underrated. He did a good job. Not that, not that he actually said a whole lot. In this, uh, not very much. Like the, I bet you like you, you see the like uh, see the script is like one page. Like okay, sure. and Star Wars, sure. Well, why not? <laughs> I gotta say what? You don't say no to Disney. Yeah, you don't. Oh yeah, I know. Hmm. Well, no. Okay, in, in theory, though, this wasn't Disney. I, I, you know, that is a good question. I'm curious, like, who did the... I imagine the voice acting the, was handled outside of the studios. I don't know, though. Pretty I don't sure. know. I don't know. Pretty sure. I mean, I, 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 you're probably right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to argue like I'm right, but I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure the mouse has got more pull than... Any well, no. I mean, again, again, my point. Uh, my point is, they they let them run. Clearly, they let them run. So I'm kind of like, why wouldn't they let them just run all the way? I don't know. But so, anyway. the, so the Ronin, interesting character as far as because his samurai sword, which by the his samurai lightsaber, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. I loved it, and the fact that he had to find the point of it to put back in the shell. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so cool. I don't know why I liked it so much. I just thought it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, but clearly he is not a Jedi. He is, mm-hmm. he is, is he a Sith? Who is he? Is he a neutral? But he Jedi? has a red lightsaber. He that is all lightsaber. we know. And he has many red kyber crystals mm-hmm. too. Cause at the very end, after he defeats the, the bandit leader, yeah. um, he breaks the lightsaber, pulls out the kyber crystal and is about to put it in his, uh, schmock or whatever, his jacket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's got many, many kyber crystals mm-hmm. in there. All lined up, so all red. There was at least eight. Yeah, all red. All red. But then he He has second thoughts and gives the crystal to the kid. Yep. So is he evil? Is he good? Well, you know, is he a gray Jedi that everybody screams don't exist? You you know, you know what? You know what we could go with? It could be just a um, white. What I forget? A a Um, Sith who feels bad about? No, 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 no. Not a Sith, but not um, a Jedi. Uh, What do we have in Rogue? uh, Rogue One. why well, can't the I think of guardian? Well, yeah, the a guardian, uh, a temple guardian, something. It could be any of the things that are going to be Sith, Sith sensitive. It could be. I mean, it could be a million things. It doesn't really Sith matter. Sensitive or force sensitive. Force sensitive. Okay. Sorry, um, force sensitive, and it could be anything. But you know, we're outside of uh, canon, so it could just be a dude who kills kills him. <laughs> oh, he's force sensitive for sure. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so whether he's part of a faction or not, who knows? But I mean, but that's part of the fun of having he something. He's like Ronin. Yeah, he's Master Ronin. If you ask Doug, not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I know we're going to see more of him in the future. How do you know that? Because well, that goes with the news. But a little preview on the news is uh, in October uh, next month, uh, they're releasing a novel called Ronin. Mm-hmm. It takes place after this. Uh, yeah. This mm-hmm. episode. Sweet. Which, and I think if we get more seasons, which I believe we will, we'll have a, a continuation story on him. That would be cool. Yeah. I'll never well, read the book. That is the one thing about all of these. I mean, the, the runtime varies anywhere from 14 to like 20 minutes mm-hmm. overall. Um, but if you want, I can't think of one that didn't end at a spot where it can continue a story. Every single one. Well, no, of course not. Yeah. I mean, these stories are so short. I know, but like... but I'm telling you, like, it isn't like one of those ones where you feel like, okay, and story told, even though it's a 15-minute or 20-minute runtime, um, but we definitely have 
cliffhangers, if you want to put it that way, where we can go like, okay, and then next season we can pick up from here and move forward. Sure. Yeah. And I, I'm glad. I, I like the length of the episodes, but in the same thing, the same whatever, I'm glad we got them all at once. Because, mm. I mean, it, for something like 17 minutes, 14 minutes, it'd be like, I got to wait a week for you know. So, sure. So certain sure. shows, I like that they're doing the once a week and something like this and the documentaries and other things are like, here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. So. It was a little surprising that we were getting all of them at once, which, mm-hmm. you know, that, that made all of us worry about runtime run time. and what, what it was going to be and what yep. we were going to get. Um, I think we probably got about the best outcome we could have gotten with it all being... Uh, short stories or short films and all being released at the same time. They're not super short. We're not looking at two or three minute episodes at all. I think the shortest one is 13 minutes. The longest one being 23 minutes. I mm-hmm. did look at that part. I did look at the runtime on them. Um, and I and I did see all the titles and I tried not to read the descriptions but my eyes read faster <laughs> than I can tell them not to. So <laughs> I did read some of the descriptions. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think the entire package of visions is is so far really awesome and it would be great if we had another season of it mm-hmm. it would be mm-hmm. great if we get this every year i would love i it. would prefer if they just broke off and used some of these as pilots for their own show and mm-hmm. then do their own that would be awesome too. yeah like if I disney agree. was contemplating doing an anime show on their streaming platform that they need content for why not you know why not do anime well, we don't know if people are going to take to animation Star Wars. Let's do Vision as our test run, see how, what people mm. respond to. Oh, these are great. They like these. Don't, yeah. don't give me season two of Visions with new studios and new stuff. Just run, run with it. Let's get a show. Like, I, I like show. that because we all know that like in the in the Asian commu- or side of the country or the world, Star Wars is third fiddle. I mean, mm-hmm. no, and so this is a good introduction. Are you sure? The, oh no, yeah, it is. Um, they the market is, it's really not, it's really low for Star Wars and, but there's the fans who we're, we're, we're obviously seeing that hardcore Star Wars fans. And that's why I'm, I'm glad, like I mentioned before, we've all mentioned it multiple times that we're glad they're giving them the reins, do what they want and to attract, you know, the, the, their side of the world to like, here's Star Wars, but here's what, you know, what our artists are interpreting. I, I like Chad's idea. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I I actually would be okay with both. If they continue to do visions where they had different studios do new stories, but then take whatever stories do the best and give them their own shows. That would be great. That, I think, would be awesome. So you you take, like, I would love to see more of The Duel, who, mm-hmm. whoever did. What was the studio that did The Duel? What was it? Kamikaze, Kamikaze Doga? Doga. Yeah. Kamikaze Doga was yeah. the studio that did it. And, Forgive us if we're massacring the name. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know how to say kamikaze, obviously, but <laughs> the, the second part of it, the doga, we're not sure if we're saying that one right. But anyways, that studio uh, did the duel, and I think they did a phenomenal It was beautiful. Job. I love yeah. everything about it. There is something, though. While I was busy watching all the other things, thinking I was taking everything in, one of the, one of the guys I work with, Kevin, he noticed something that was in the background. Right when Ronan, the Ronan and the bandit leader are facing off, there's a poster in the background. And it is 
the original Star Wars poster what? for the original Star Wars movie. <laughs> that was a roll back to it, Joe. Take a look. But it is back there. This little Easter egg, and it is Darth Vader's mask, and it's got you can see you know a character holding up a, a shiny light thing, and it's exactly that old school seventies Star Wars movie original Star Wars movie poster in the background, and I was shocked that I didn't notice it. But Kevin spotted it and pointed it out to me, and I was like, "Holy crap, dude! You are so right. That's exactly what that Where, is." Whereabouts? Good job, Kevin. Uh, probably about halfway Very through. Very proud episode. of you. So you're saying he did the job? You <laughs> did the job. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, that's about the only job he did. The rest of you, come on, do the job. <laughs> the one thing that we haven't talked about, though, which Chad said just a second ago, I know it wasn't while we were recording, but the bandits or the guards, not the not the bandits, the guards. What a great use of! I feel like they took a page out of Dave Filoni's uh, uh, <laughs> handbook as far as using secondary or tertiary characters and bringing mm-hmm. them in mm-hmm. and having fun with them. Because there was a Trandosian, there was a Doug, there was a Tuscan Raider yeah. <laughs> that was the sniper. <laughs> yep. What's he doing off of Tatooine? Who knows? Who cares? Well, there was yeah. a Panther, was too. Awesome so. that he was yeah. there. Yeah. The, uh, the, it's like the forlorn droid yeah. with, yep. the, with the machine or the chain gun. Like. The, the minigun? Yeah. Yep. yep. And yep. An A5 type, like a... AP five, what the droid? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so having them all come in and and doing their thing and watching them doing something other than just standing in the background was super fun to, to see. And even the character that was kind of befriended Ronan was like the nine nub character. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I forget his his species. Celestian was it an Ugnaught? Celestian? No, no, no. The face was different. I thought it was an Ugnaught. Nope. Pretty sure it's not Celestian. The, the mm-hmm. little the little tech that fixed his droid for him. Yeah. Are you sure? No. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now you got to watch it a sixth time. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Well, he was a really ratty old one of them then. If that's what was going on, because <laughs> you look like an ugly to me. All well, right. He had to play that anime trope of the old. <laughs> right. <laughs> the old techie guy. Um, well, that's why I thought it was an Ugnaught, too, because it was able to... I mean, it would make sense, yeah. but it was not. So, hmm. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so those guys were were awesome. It was fun to see them come out and just start whooping up. Yeah, like Filoni said, he took those... You know, this group's playing with all the Stormtrooper action figures. So I got all these ratty action figures. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give them some cool weapons, and suddenly they're <laughs> kick-ass. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, the uh, using the uh, the probe droid that the Doug had, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. holding a bunch of samurai swords, mm-hmm. that was pretty fun to see. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the level of creativity and flexibility and repurposing that they did in this episode. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see. Like, I feel like we could watch it ten times and still catch something new. So. Um, and I probably will watch it a few more times, <laughs> honestly. I really, really enjoy that that uh, very first episode a lot. That's like right up my alley, that entire thing. Yeah. So, um, and, 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 and we're not even touching on the fact that uh, the fight, that the two, the actual duel, yeah. <laughs> which the whole thing was. We're talking about everything else but the actual fight. Which was amazing. Yeah. The duel was <laughs> awesome. The way, the way they fought, the way it ended, the mm-hmm. way just everything happened, the dialogue between them all. Um, I really liked the uh, 
when she let her cape go flying off and revealing the re- the reveal of the amount of hair that she had. The Bride of like, Frankenstein. How was that? How was that hiding underneath that robe? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. We're just going to roll with it. It's cool. <laughs> we don't need an explanation. It's all right. Um, yeah. So all, all of it. It was it was very enjoyable episode to watch. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's that that for me particularly was so right up my alley. And I kind of had a feeling it was going to be when we, like I said at the very beginning, the trailer that we saw, and it had a few of those little flashes, the droid with the minigun, uh, the, the other one with the droid with the missile launchers, you know, flying yeah. all over the place. I, I had a feeling that episode was going to be. It, it's, go, it's already, in my opinion, has those Star Wars images that are like iconic images that just, you, you see it and like, oh, that's the episode Ronin. Kind of like when they're talking about Mandalorian, the silhouettes. You know, in the mm-hmm. gallery. Oh, yep, that's Bando. That's Cara Dune. That you know, all that stuff. So, right. this first episode already has those iconic Star Wars visuals that we'll 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 know for years to come. Yep, for sure, I agree. Then going on to episode two. All right, <laughs> episode two. Not so much. I don't think anybody here really liked that episode very much. I like the only episode I did not watch all the way through. <laughs> I'll say like- it again in case we cut the first time. I did not watch it. I did not like it. I feel like we need to make you watch it all right now, honestly. <laughs> you, I would go home. No, you wouldn't. You'd stay. We're still talking about number three. You, well, you know, I think the 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 thing with the second episode, Tattooing Rhapsody, uh, Tattooing Rhapsody, is that it's meant for a different, uh, you know, it's Age meant for a dem- demographic. Different demographic. Play, Absolutely. Completely 100%. Um, so looking, you know, looking beyond that, I honestly didn't care for the animation. Not my style that I am drawn to. Um, the story is kind of just kitschy and playful. And I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the main, I mean, the story is just basically that uh, somebody related to Jabba is in a band, a rock band. And that Jabba says, hey, you need to come back. And, you know, what what happens around then? So, um, overall, I mean, again, not 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 a bad episode, but just not my cup of tea. So, right. yeah. So, what's what's the, uh, the studio that did this one? It what? is Studio Colo, Colo, Colorido. Col- Col- it's spelled like color, then Ido. Yeah. Colorado. Colorado. Okay. So this studio... Once again, this. no disrespect. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah no, 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 I can't. We're, we're trying. We're trying. Um, yeah, this definitely falls into a genre of anime that I have generally not watched. Um, there is a lot of anime that is... This is more like teen-based mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of feel, mm-hmm. obviously, because the... Uh, uh, the main character, which we see at the very beginning, is a, a Jedi Padawan who barely gets away, and basically uh, during the Clone Wars, and uh, it looks like he's probably escaping um, Order sixty six. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I got. Is what's happening. So uh, he ends up finding a different path in life and ends up being in a rock band. There's so Boba. You think it'd be a little bit of a weird. Um, Thing to mesh with Star Wars, but you know it's the galaxy, and you can have everything happen in the galaxy. Obviously, and if so, it can happen here, why not there? Yeah. So as we're, I was watching this, I almost turned off the audio and started playing the gorillas because I thought this would be an <laughs> awesome gorillas like music video. Yeah. But 
uh, this one reminds me of that like early age of uh, before Lucasfilm bought Star Wars. They were doing all these little hokey uh, Star Wars like dance parties and uh, stuff at Walt Disney World. It was, mm. it was like the uh, holiday hoopla, and they were like dance competitions with Darth Vader dancing to you know Billy Jean and Boba Fett, you know twerking and stuff like that. So that reminds me of that those days. But now that I think about it, I, I might play like Clint Eastwood and. Uh, here, but the, the animation, like the 3D animation, I thought was was amazing. Like this little shuttle in the rain, and even when we go back to uh, the Padres Arena where the rock concert is, mm-hmm. that was really cool. But overall, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of like, is Boba like a kid? Is he wearing a Halloween costume? Oh <laughs> yeah, why does the droid have butt plugs for ears? <laughs> 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 awesome! <laughs> Can't unsee it, can you? Can't unsee it. Why? Why is there That's a like that just, has just three different upper body parts and one set of legs? It's an alien. Like that makes yeah. sense in Star Wars. It'd probably be a good percussionist too. <laughs> Brings a new meaning to hurry up, Goldenrod. This is this is just a. Welcome back, Amanda. We're back. Different, it's a different style mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of anime genre. That's just that's just yeah. what it is. And I know some people who you would not expect were actually really excited about seeing Boba Fett in that iteration, like looking like he looks right now. They're it like, kind of looks like Boba Fett was just like plopped out of Family Guy, though. Or Funko Pop. Right, Funko yeah. Pop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly the Funko Pop thing. Like you could see, I could see that being the next. Funko Pop Boba Fett that, that they do because it fits right in that very easily. And I mean, but all of them do. That's that entire yeah. style. Yeah. You know, I, and, I and dig the animation style, but the story and the rock band is what kind of threw me off. But, but that's what goes hand in hand. If you've, I mean, I, I have looked at a lot, I've watched a lot of anime and mm-hmm. this particular style and these particular kind of storylines where it's just, you know, they want to be a rock band or they want to be or or the best softball players or volleyball player, you know, things like that. You have, yeah, you have a lot of anime that's geared towards young, young either teenagers, young adults, whatever, however you want to call them. Um, so that it's more relatable to young people. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, there's some people out there who want to be in a rock band when kid and they do that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. that's it's just part of that relatability thing that they do and when you're you're just mm-hmm. opening the doors to telling the story of, of every type you know so um but i do enjoy the animation seeing slave one going through the rain is awesome yeah they did you know, they did some yeah. good i mean it's all high quality stuff for sure especially yeah, for what it is you know but is it my kind of story nah i don't really care about i mean a rock band story doesn't interest me even if it was a real one yeah even for a target audience that is younger i still feel like a rock band is like two decades too late (laughs) like this isn't going to resonate with kid like people who are currently teenagers it might be coming around back around you never know i think mostly these days everybody think kids well no I take it back. Like we're not in the kids. TikTok generation. I don't think this rock band story is going to resonate with that. Might not. I know most of them are are YouTube rappers and all that kind of stuff that people tend to when yeah. it comes to any kind of music, anything. But and I even got towards the end where the uh, 
you know, with, with a big, you know, everybody's getting into the, into the rock band and the, the music and stuff. It really gave me a, like, Bill and Ted Bogus Journey vibe. When, mm-hmm. like, everybody's kind of like, you even see the the Cantina band watching it on, like, a an iPad or something like right. Kind of in the Jabba's tail, kind of bouncing. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's getting into the the music, man. Yeah, it's just a it's just a happy go lucky, pretty yeah. much Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, easily watchable for kids and stuff like that, you know. But it's I do not, like this animation. I, I know not, I said that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not too emotionally deep, at, at least not that I've noticed. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, there is one thing though that I keep seeing and I can't unsee. And that's my twisted sense of humor is his lightsaber as a mic was such a bad idea because oh, yeah. all I can see is a lightsaber actually kicking in and working and he's just got lightsaber in the face. It's that meme and when Luke is looking right at the end of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, why is that a mic now? Okay. See, Chad, you missed that part because you didn't watch it till the end. Oh, no. That was where I turned it off. <laughs> oh, when <he> Relax. <laughs> it's just a microphone click. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! But hey, we got to see um, Jabba's right hand man again. Bib Fortuna. Yeah, yeah. Bib was back, even though we thought he was gone for good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I yeah. mean, they go back to Tatooine. So I mean, at least they did a good job at representing. I mean, you see Gamorrean Guard. You, I mean, you see the the, the, the Pod Racer Arena. Arena. You, know, yeah, you see was, a lot of cool, cool things throwback. that that throw back, and you're like, okay. I mean, yeah, but again, it, it, it's such kind of just a it's just a kiddish thing. <laughs> it's a rock band, like okay, it's a bass guitar that has a flamethrower in it. I mean, who doesn't want one of those? Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the one thing that I gotta say that I really enjoyed was their little uh, nugget or their little uh, um, Easter egg of Klaatu uh, Brada Nikto that popped up. That was kind of cool. Where was that? They after their initial, remember they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna play one song, whatever, blah blah blah, and then the the skiff comes up and they're all on it, dunk, 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 and then they kind of fly off. They're like, okay, what are they gonna do? And then they fly off. They fire into the air and then they leave. no, they they just leave. They like they came up because if the story is basically we're gonna play one song if we're good enough, or whatever, then we can live, kind of thing. I guess is what the idea was. Is that how I I took it? And then you, you see them as they finish the song, then that skiff comes up and there's Klaatu, Barada, and Niktu all right there. Okay. On the skiff. That's I have no idea where you got that from, but okay. I'll well, take your word for the, it. Those are the, those you the don't characters' know. names. Yeah, those are the, the, the characters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that's what okay, those well, the, names that Okay, well that that is where they are. Klaatu, Barada, and Niktu. <laughs> okay. There you all go. Right. There's well, a deep there cut are. for you. And by the way, they do fire into the air. Oh, do they fire yeah, into the air? I don't know. Do. I just remember Jabba seeing puts that. his hand up and they fire. You hear the firing, but they're they're focused on the main character. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. And it shows it when it then shows they, them again. Then they go off. Okay. Their blasters are up in the air and then they leave. Okay. So, yes, they did fire. And yeah, the you, main character is like hiding like. You had that, that split second. Who's going to get shot? Did they kill the, the hut or not? The base hut. Yeah, He's the base hut. The base hut. The basic <laughs> angsty teenage hut. Yeah, yeah. Basic with the long hair. You're like, what? Huts long have hair, and hair okay. and face piercings. Yeah, <laughs> the nose nostril. That the nostril piercing is pretty funny to me, actually, because it's so off to the far side of his face. Yeah, it doesn't look right. But whatever. See, flamer, flamer. Yeah, base flamer. 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that totally so, makes sense, though, in the realm of Star Wars, though. If a hut did that to their culture, their family would absolutely yeah. pay to execute them. Yeah. Sure. Like, that is so shameful to a hut to have the hair and to speak basic. Like, you might as well commit. Like, that's committing suicide. Right. Yeah. So that part, that part of this, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But then when Jabba sponsors them, and I mean, the only thing I can see is, yeah, they can make me credits. I'll mm-hmm. take all the credits they make. Okay. Just grouchy. Yeah. One more song. Anyway, one but you know, the song. one thing is, is um, a very classic thing that anime does is highly detailed backgrounds. Uh, it's, it's a thing that happens all the time and everything you see, which is what makes so many things stand out. When they show the arena from a distance, you'll see that there are everybody in the stand. It's not like just wiggly, wavy lines. At, at the very least, everybody, every body is outlined. I wonder if that's just this studio's MO or if they kind of went all out because it's visions. Because I can't say that's true of every anime I've seen. I've absolutely seen animes where they will kind of unfocus the backdrop and you can tell that like they're not finishing their animation. Like, I don't know if you've seen Samurai seven, but there's absolutely times where they not just rehash backgrounds, but they'll rehash background characters. <laughs> like that's the same two like people standing next to each other. Cause they just mm-hmm. copy paste. Well, I can tell you that it's not a Q tips like in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is something that the, the higher level, anime studios or even uh, manga artists do put a lot of detail in the background it's actually one of the things that actually that stood out to me the most and caught my eye a lot when I was younger was noticing that they did go through putting that kind of detail in the background so anyway uh, the main characters for this one uh, or the people who did the voicing for this um Gordon Jason Levitt did the voicing for the main character. Hmm. The singer? Yep. Oh. And that kind of makes sense because he actually Who? does a lot with music. Gordon J. What is it? Gordon, Gordon Joseph Joseph Levitt. Levitt. J. Gordon Levitt. Yeah. J. Yeah. 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 That one. I, I know. I screwed up his name. I really like him as an actor, too. I think he's great. So. Oh, but Chad making faces. Wow. We're not seeing eye to eye a lot. He's, 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 he's trendy to like. What has he been in that, that was actually good? <laughs> Looper. I liked Looper. I haven't seen that. 50 Days of Summer. The one where nah. he had cancer. Nah. I forget that one. I that Loop, that I'm, one. I'm, with, I'm down with, with Looper. Angels in the Outfield. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, we'll go there. <laughs> the, the, gosh darn it. The one with, with him and Leo DiCaprio. The oh, Lily. Inception. Inception. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. yeah that I, thought was good. Was, I thought he was great in Inception. I like that guy. He does. I think he does a good but job. Who's Geezer? Was he the Hut bass player? I think so. Okay, because that was Bobby Monahan. Yep. That SNL. makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelby also, Young. yeah. It's just Bobby. And he looks like the character. So <laughs> it's great. Works, works out perfectly. Wow. I don't care. I'll throw shade. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rep. It just hasn't shown up here very much. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
So obviously, as you guys can tell, Tatooine Rhapsody, not necessarily our favorite one. We had uh, a lot of critiques about that, but that's also not our, you know, our wheelhouse. It, it's not our type of genre that we generally like. Um, but like I said, there are other people I've met that really like some of that, the, the uh, different things. That Boba Fett, uh, when he's flying, like you see that, that one part of him flying before they drop the entire tent on him. Mm-hmm. That one, somebody wants that as a tattoo. Like immediately, it's like, I need that. I got to have <laughs> that. Like, so there, there, there's going to be people out there that do connect with it and appreciate it. Yeah. And I think uh, that's just a high level of quality from the studio that, that put it together in the first place. Even though it's not necessarily our type of storyline that we even care for. There's parts I liked. But there's some cool stuff in there. And Boba Fett, absolutely, I feel it was the highlight for sure. Um, I don't know how I felt about him bobbing his head to the music at the end. <laughs> That's not necessarily the kind of music I thought was any good, but whatever. You know, it's 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 a short. It's a short film for Star mm-hmm. Wars, and I'm not going to spend too much time hating on it. So moving on to The Twins. By Trigger. By Trigger. And I have to say, I like what Trigger did with this story. So, we're going to go opposite here. The voicing that was done for the two main characters, the twins, uh, Neil Patrick Harris doing the voicing for Kari. Kari. Legend. Wait for it. (laughs) Dairy. Yeah. He did the voicing for that. Yep. And then the Allison Bree. Allison Bree did the voicing for M, which was the female uh, twin. Yes. Both did an amazing job, I feel, on the voice acting. Um, not surprised, obviously, not surprised Neil Patrick Harris did such a great job. But um, a lot of the emotion that happened in this episode did come from M. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Allison Bree did an amazing job of getting that across, doing EB, that. evil, maniacal, like and yeah. Just for Fantastic. those who do not know, who she is. Uh, she was in Community and Glow on on Netflix which, and Mad Men. And Mad Men, yeah. Man. All, in my opinion, all three great shows. Mm-hmm. So I I know her from Glow. I watched yeah. her in that ep- and and she did a great job. Yeah, I think she's a phenomenal actor. So I I really liked her voice acting in this. Um. So this is kind of going in the opposite style of what I was just saying where where they do a lot of detail. I feel like a lot of this was just stylized, Mm -hmm. but I think beautifully stylized. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Visually, I enjoyed this so much. Every time I see it, you, you just you get such a clear, crisp view of what it is that they're showing. And even though it's a minimalistic style. It still feels like there's so much mm-hmm. there. It's so great. I really love this style a lot. So visually, I don't get tired of seeing this. I can watch it over and over and over again just because of the way they did all the visuals. The yeah. representation of things that we know that we're familiar with. But the, the opening uh, scene where you just have, again, the star field, but we had that shape in just mm-hmm. pitch mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's been watching Star Wars for as long as we have are like, oh, that's a Death Star. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a Star Destroyer, not Death Star. Sorry. That's a Star Destroyer. I know what you meant. And that, so. just, that just goes to the just the brilliant idea of just bringing in these different studios just, and just 
like we will we'll be saying it probably every show, but just letting them free reign, you know, do your thing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, I'm not trying to control their the way they visually represent anything. It's mm-hmm. awesome too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I <laughs> I did have a little bit of a hard time following the or or buying the storyline where the twins had to wear armor that the energy had to go through for the weapon to work. I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding what yeah. the droid was. No, that, that, you're <laughs> accurate with that. Yeah, that was like. They lost me a couple a couple times. Like I get it, Star Wars, and it's fake, yeah. but like you still you well, still lost me a couple of times in this, right? Well, no, and and, and I had that, that the moment too. Like I'm like, okay, why do we need to do that? The other one that that really made me go like, why are you outside dueling with no oxygen or nothing? But then the droid, the droid, the droid. Wow, you guys are jumping so far ahead. Just stop. well, no, no, Just but stop. but no, Hold my, my no, my point, my point is like you, there are moments in here that we jump like, okay, that doesn't make sense. We're gonna do, but but I had to, I made that that conscious choice, like I'm gonna let that go because I'm not gonna let it, like I'm not gonna like, pin pin into that and be like, well, that's having, ruining the whole thing. Yeah, you know? they're having fun with it, and yeah. I didn't want it to take me out of it, but exactly. it, it made me stop and go like, really, really, yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like a brief moment, like really, and then. But I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna let it go and just just move forward with what what we're seeing. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Let yes, it go. there were many things in this that were just like, why are they outside without a spacesuit? Mm-hmm. Why do they need their their uniforms to or their suit to to channel the power of something that's going to destroy a planet? Yeah, those didn't make any sense to me. But the visuals and the dialogue that was delivered and just the just the mostly the visuals, like everything that was happening in the in the fight, I mean they could have called this the duel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Um it was it was such a cla- I think it was a classic anime trope, which generally is not a good thing when you when you call something a trope, but all the debris flying all over the place, the huge over-the-top light show, just the display of power that was just happening all over the place. It was so well done for a Star Wars-themed story that we didn't, we'd never seen anything like this in live action. Yeah. Right? Like the closest we've seen was, was Palpatine shooting light bulb, mm-hmm. lightning mm-hmm. bolts out of his hands. That's it. That's as close as we got to, to the level of craziness that was happening here. The kyber crystals that they were using... To fuel their power. I guess maybe that's why the suits did what they did. I don't know. All I know was that I very much enjoyed watching them duke it out. On top of the outside, Star Destroyer. On top of the Star Destroyer. And, and some of the style to this, too. It, it Like when they're showing the planet destroy on the little graphic. Mm. And when she, uh, the sister, gets like the, all the power. And even some of the uh, scenes over the shadowing. It gave me kind of a... Uh, a Tron vibe in style, mm-hmm. which I'm like, oh, this is the Star Wars Tron mashup I've always wanted. You know, <laughs> right. just it, just with the style, and I, I dug the hell out of this episode. Mm-hmm. This was so amazing. Yeah, no, it, it just like I, it, I watched this. I think it was like two o'clock in the morning, and it struck me so much. I was just giggling watching <laughs> this episode. I was like, this is. Great! I love the way they visually represent all this stuff mm-hmm, in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it just—I love the the outfits they have. I love the way they represent that X-wing. It's just all white X-wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 
it was it was awesome. The droid that was flying that thing around was great too. R two R duo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's my new favorite droid. I <laughs> I just just because he's so close to Yoda with his advice, like it's even better. There is no try. There's just do. Mm-hmm. And he he gets all those other lines too. Like I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, he got to throw that one out. He's there. got the classics. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So those two lines, and then of course the first, when when they started with the where do you think you're going with that to a galaxy far far away I was like oh, oh yeah. it's going to be an episode like that. <laughs> oh yeah oh I love it yeah. so it just hit right on all the stuff and even though the ridiculousness of having two people outside in space fighting is yeah. ridiculous or on the nose of the X wing and light speed <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Hitting the hyperdrive while he's sitting on the yeah. ground, I was okay with it was so awesome <laughs> yeah. to see it was just. It was so over the top, I couldn't help but love it. It was mm-hmm. just, it yeah. was great. They did the Holdo maneuver. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah. I'm like, Him's, they went there. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, they went there. Him yeah. slicing that, that Star Destroyer or that half of the Star Destroyer in half. So the lightsaber's long enough to slice the Star Destroyer in half, but, didn't but also her. momentarily small enough to just tink the armor and cut the kyber crystal and then go back to being long enough to cut the star destroyer now well that's because she had so much power in blocking it mm-hmm. that it took all that type of energy and just barely got through yeah that's what that was so but the then it's still problem. clean cut all the way through the star destroyer i know it was great it was awesome i'm not gonna question it and this visual of them trying to force lightning the carbon crystal at the same time mm-hmm. dude all the visuals yeah. in this were great i mean and did you notice that his lightsaber that he pulled out after throwing that kyber crystal in there was two different colors oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah it went from purple and it, i mean mostly white but it had a purple hue at the bottom and a light blue purple uh hue in the top part of it you know and then when he turns it on when he's when he's about to go through and try and that maneuver with the uh the jump pad or the hyperdrive and all that yeah it's four different colors like all these huge giant colors come out before it coalesces into the to the one big giant blade so i mean <laughs> i don't care how over the top it was i it was, really liked it no i, I, really I, I like her like doc ock dark side lightning <laughs> armor like oh i know right she had the four like extra arms she would out. grievous wouldn't stand a chance against her with his little wavy arms like no hello uh, Peter. Seeing the lightsaber whips come out that was great yeah I loved, that was, was pretty cool tearing stuff up mm-hmm it was it was i mean the entire the entirety of the this episode I just enjoyed. I was trying to figure out when what time frame it was in because the stormtroopers look like like uh new order first order stormtroopers, especially the blasters that mm-hmm. were like these yeah. big white blasters so yeah. I wasn't yeah, and they referenced I thought the resistance early right, but then they were then they were then referencing the republic, the republic so. right mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, here's that debris scene. I mean, yeah, and you know, I, I, uh, one of my first animes that I, that I loved when I was a kid was Akira, and this is mm. such a scene from that Akira. because they had psychic powers flying all over the place mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of debris and stuff flying everywhere. So, and, and going back to the R two builders on the Ronin R two, I cannot wait to see cosplay. That celebration from Vision. Oh yeah, oh, this is going to go crazy. Her costume is going to be nuts. Oh yeah, and even his armor before. She's think, got she's got a great armor. Her helmet was yeah, phenomenal. Awesome. Here's, yeah. Oh, there's the Tron. Oh, the Tron veins. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Yep. Already. Yeah. The uh, I did like where you see like they took a couple of different uh, aspects from uh, Darth Vader. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, in the helmet. Yeah. Her helmet, and the chest yeah. plate. Her, yeah, her helmet had that bottom part that is the that you know we're yeah. so used to seeing, especially yeah that part of it um, from Return of the Jedi when you know he's he's dying and you see that that's the only part of his helmet that you have left. And then for Kari, Kara, Kari, God, I always screw up his name. Kari, Kari, something like that. It's like Kari, K A R R E. His chest plate was very much Darth Vader's chest yeah. plate. So. Uh, my kids, when we were watching this, they they thought maybe he was Darth Vader. He's like Darth Vader doesn't look like that. I'm like that's because it's not Darth Vader. <laughs> so, um, but all of it, such a great episode. Like I really like this episode. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that uh, the very first one was just that gritty, like black and gray style, this one would probably be my favorite one. But I I like the first one just a little bit more than this one at this point in time. So. Um, very enjoyable. I love the way they just kind of stretched a few different things. Lightsaber high heel. That's another <laughs> thing, too. She's just got lightsabers coming out of all over the place. It's crazy. Um, yeah, great, great, great episode. Yeah. I had a good time watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I asked my kids after we finished watching them which one they liked the most, and they liked this one the most, the twins. So... Um, as far as the, the circle of people that I know, this one is actually kind of running just a little bit ahead in the first three as far as uh, what everybody thinks the, the best are so far. So, Well, for those listening along, we have watched what I perceive to be the worst in Tad- Tatooine Rhapsody, but we have not watched the best. <laughs> so according to Chad... The best is, should be coming up in the next three that we review, which will be next week. I will be watching them tomorrow, if not as soon as I get home tonight. I don't know if I can wait. So I have, did my best to only watch what we we're going to talk about because I didn't want to have everything else in my mind. I wanted to be able to focus on these guys. Um, so far, I am not disappointed. Even with Tattooing Rhapsody, there's still redeeming qualities of that one. Yeah, and uh, I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna, not gonna shoot it down. It's, I agree with that. Um, the other two very, very strong showings, very strong. It, it yeah. is a high quality that I think we were all expecting. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm enjoying seeing the different styles because uh, between the duel and the twins, I mean, there couldn't be any more of a different style between. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, for real, they are so completely different, and. I like them. I like them both a lot, and just watching it when the the scene where the star destroyer gets cut in half, mm-hmm. and it just has that slow pan across where you can just see how it's cutting hot. And my daughter was like, "That's beautiful. That hmm. looks really cool." And I was like, "It does." So, so like the and last she's fourteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. It, you, you, there are different things that capture different. You know, people's mm-hmm. eyes and well, so far with myself, also only seen these first three episodes. Um, I've been saying for the last couple years is like I've been, you know, I, I got some friends that are in an anime and like I I want to get you know because I I uh, appreciate the quality in the TLC that a lot of these studios put in, and so I've been saying I want to get into the certain animes and stuff. And after watching these three episodes, it's like it makes me even more excited to kind of dig in. To a lot of the uh, old stuff, 
But I'm, I'm, I'm loving this stuff. And there, there's the uh, C-3PO unit with the uh, jetpack and bubble, bubble helmet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is such a funny thing they did. I can't believe they did. After we watch these two fight out in space forever <laughs> and one of them leaves in hyperdrive on the nose of the X-Wing, <laughs> the other one gets knocked out in the middle of all this debris. The droid shows up with a bubble around its head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... I don't know. I feel what, like that's almost kind of funny. No, it is. For, for the animation studio, funny. they're like, hey, we get it. They're yeah. like, we know. Yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to protect themselves from a space virus. And again, here's kind of like the way cliffhanger, like, oh, there's yeah. more to come. Yeah. Yeah. It, so far, I'm not. I am. I My level of excitement that I had, I feel is justified. I'm still super happy with this. Yeah. And I, I love this final scene at the end of the episode, the way the X-Wing is like no, nose into the yeah, ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, now it's like a, that's kind of like how Ray had her crash down at, at as a home. Yeah. Just the way that this has it with the suns in the background. Yeah. Again, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. For the stylized look, even the minimalistic look, it's still very well done and very that visually shot striking. There, yeah. yeah. Very visually striking. I love it. I love it so far. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all great. It's all good. So Super I'm exci- exciting. Uh, I'm excited to watch the next three now. So uh your feeling on these last three, Udi. Um, I, I will agree that uh they're they're all they're all good for uh if you can everyone uh, many different people can find different things they're really attached to. I mean, we can all uh, like I, like we said, uh tat- tattooing rhapsody is not our our demo not really geared towards us but having the what i appreciate is what you kind of brought up is having the duel and having twins being so different in style but looking at story and understanding that and just letting that roll and just accepting that makes that so much better um so i'm 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 like i said earlier i'm happy we're getting these i think this is another shot in the arm of positivity um that will bring in more people and I hope it, it signals a direction that Star Wars as a whole is beginning to move to, which is uh, re- regaining its storytelling and letting storytellers tell the stories that they want to tell. Um, you know, the one big gripe that a lot of people had when Disney bought Star Wars was like the controls of Disney over Star Wars. So this was great on so many levels that hits every level. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be as drawn to them as maybe as we are um, because maybe they don't have the right background. They may not get what's going on because they've never seen something like this in Star Wars before. But to me, that's the beauty of it. Um, Not having something like this in the Star Wars universe before um, makes it that much more special. I think as long as you're willing to watch anime and you're open to it, I think Visions offers something for everyone. Agreed. Everyone in the family will find something that they could enjoy. Um, Whether it's the story, the animation style, or the character. As long as you have an open mind going into watching anime, like you'll you'll enjoy something. Mm -hmm. And not just look at it like a cartoon. This is absolutely an art form. Yeah. It is art, yeah. Yeah. If you were expecting a cartoon, you took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? There's nothing I can add that Udi and Chad didn't already say. I mean, this this is great. Give it a chance if you're not into the style. But, I mean, this is 
like like you said, this is a a movable canvas of art, you know, no matter what story you're, it is. Well, and just let me add this real quick. Uh, I was in a uh, I was talking to a um, a listener of the show and kind of talking about how uh, he wasn't sure he wasn't really into it, not being an anime guy. And and, and I I gave him a piece of advice, which I'm going to give again, is if you're not maybe connecting with it, okay, give yourself a little bit of time and then come back to it. Come back to it and watch it again. You may find, you know, after dealing with the initial, like, I'm not anime, I don't know what's going on, I don't know if I can handle that, all the, the, the different ups and downs you may feel from the initial watch, Give yourself a break from it, then come back and watch it. You may find something in there that you're like, oh, okay, I didn't see that before because I was dealing with all these other things going on. And maybe you couldn't quite connect with the story or quite connect with the animation style or whatever it could be. But that is going to say, if you're out there kind of going, I'm not sure if I like it, give yourself a little bit, a week, two, maybe, maybe three or whatever, and then go back and watch one. See what you think then. All right. Well, I've enjoyed them. I think they're great. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. And uh, I kind of feel the same way. I think that there is something for everybody in these if they're just willing to give it a shot and just watch. So even maybe if you hate, stay eight out of the nine of them. At least there's one new Star Wars thing that's in there that's going to be you know, fun to add to your Star Wars knowledge. So... But I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to watch her ass. So if you guys have any particular feelings one way or the other on any of these uh, episodes or feel maybe we overlooked something or missed something, uh, hit us up on the Instagram. I think Joe has recovered our password. So. <laughs> I am recovered. <laughs> so um, That's why the posting didn't go out <laughs> sooner. Right. Yeah. So we can, uh, you know, interact with you guys, answer questions, and, and address anything you might want to want us to talk about. Uh, Joe, did you say there was some kind of Star Wars news? We are entering a happy time because we are getting Star Wars news now. Uh, since since our last episode, we took a little bit of a break. But in the meantime, uh, Mandalorian went on to win seven Emmys. Nice. And, uh, so, That's yes. awesome. And these are well-deserved ones. So, of yeah. course, they won an Emmy for Outstanding Music Composition for a series original dramatic score. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, Emmy winner for special visual effects in a season or a movie. Again, no-brainer. Uh, outstanding Stunt Coordination. And I, so for, I love the pictures that they're showing. It's uh, a Costa Rica and Bo-Katan for that. And uh, the first one for the uh, visual effects, of course, was Grogu. Uh, stunt performance, outstanding stunt performance, and <laughs> the pictures, uh, the Rocketeer version of uh, Mando oh, and uh, Grogu flying through the air, and uh, Emmy winner, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, Half Hour, mm, mm. and uh, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Outstanding prosthetic makeup, so the the pictures, uh, Ahsoka and Grogu at the little lamp, mm. and. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series for a one-hour show. Who, who got the win for stunt performance? Was it, it singular? It, it just says stunt outstanding stunt performance. Mm. 
So it wasn't get, I, I I'm wondering it, if it was team effort to both Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. It, it would have to be. I mean, and, and don't forget Gina in that too. She was very physical with that. And, mm-hmm. and, and Tamir Morrison and, you know, everybody. Well, you know. Uh, even what's her name? Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. when her and Boba are fighting, yeah. Yeah. she does her signature move that kind of like got some in a headlock, runs on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just in general as a show, mm-hmm. they had some of the best stunts, which the stunts in this season you know, up to what they did in the first season. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of going back to even more news, what, what, what day are we today? The 25th? So as of Monday, the 20th, season three started filming. Yay! Of The Mandalorian. Of The Mandalorian. Awesome. So we are in production right now. And this is according to Star Wars Newsnet, which uh, they're, they're a pretty credible source uh, that I pay attention to. And we also find out that Ludwig, Sir Ludwig, is scoring the Book of Boba Fett. Great. So excited about that. And uh, coming up on, uh, what is it? On um, I already mentioned uh, Ronin uh, novels coming out in October. And I think I think it's uh, beginning or middle of October. So I'm not a reader. But after seeing that first episode, I'm look, <laughs> I might have to check that out. I'm so. looking at Chad. He's yeah. the one that likes to read this <laughs> stuff. Are you going to think you're going to pick that up? Depends on what it's about. Ronin. It's going to be about the Ronin. Wanderer. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then one thing that I'm really looking forward to is uh, November 12th. Uh, that'll be the two-year anniversary of Disney+. Plus, and so they decided to do um, Disney Plus Day. They're releasing a bunch of movies. Um, Shang-Chi is going to be released. Jungle Cruise. A bunch of other specials. But they're doing... Um, By the way, both of those great movies to Enjoyed watch. the hell yes. out of both. Yeah. Very, very fun very fun watches. Yeah, yep. and going to the Mandoverse, though, uh, they're going to, well, there's really no I really announcement of what these are going to be, but they're doing a Star Wars special and a Marvel special. So, obviously, they're probably going to show the first trailer for Book of Boba Fett, being that it'll be a month away. Then people are expecting a few glimpses of uh, Cassian and even Obi-Wan. Mm. So, because, mm. I mean, you, they're, they're, they didn't say Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. That special, they, it's it's listed as Star Wars special, Star Wars special. Marvel special. But this so, is November, so we're still yeah. a month and a half away. From yeah, this. but Cassian's uh, wrapped. Um, Obi Wan is almost wrapped. Really? Yeah. You Ewan actually, yeah. it is wrapped. He posted to his Twitter. Yeah. You, good old Ewan McGregor. That guy's so awesome. <laughs> Kenobi's wrapped, when which makes become... sense that uh, Mando's season three started because yeah, right. the uh, the volume, volume is now free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. When did Ewan McGregor become so cool? When he started playing, he's been uh, a while. Did you ever see Train Spotty? <laughs> when he started playing, <laughs> all ben the way Kenobi. back then. Yeah, I'm answering my own question. I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I think he was cool before he played Ben Kenobi. Oh, man. Big Fish was good. Yeah, I love Big Fish. Big Fish was good. Fine, but that, that that's coming out uh, November twentieth or uh, not 12th, when he was sorry. playing Ben Kenobi. Fine. And I'm sure we'll get more news really soon. Yeah, that'll be great to hear what they're what they got coming. But that's still a month and a half away. Yeah. Anyway, but still amazingly how fast this year is going. Let's not talk about that. Next week, the next three episodes, which are uh, the Village the, Bride, the Village mm-hmm. Bride, the, the Ninth Nine, Jedi, Jedi. Yeah. and Toby. Toby T zero B one. Toby. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So those are the next episodes that we will be talking about. So it is Toby. I mean, not that I've seen it yet, but is Toby? Is that the one that's kind of like a little tribute to Astro Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. 
Excited? I, I'm excited for all those. Yeah, let us know your comments uh, if we can log back into our Instagram. Um, We're so we can talk about them. I have a lot of things to say about these three particular mm-hmm. ep- episodes. I think they're the heaviest hitting bunch. Like, you can kind of tell the way they organized them from one to nine. Like, these first three Ronin, like that, that, like you sat down and you're like, okay, we're in for it. Tatooine Rhapsody, they're like, let's get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we played that one first, nobody's going to watch the rest of them. Um, and then the duel kind of brings you back in. But then these, these next three are saw, like solid material. And there's a, lot, there's a lot they give and a lot to go over. And then the last three just wrap it up really, really nice and neatly. Mm-hmm. Wow. If right. if I had to d- pick my favorite three set, the last three were my f- favorite three as a whole. And when we get there, we'll explain. I'll explain why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm gonna w- only watch the next three. I don't know how I'm gonna manage it for a whole week, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> You're just gonna watch, watch one of them over and over and over. I might. Yeah. Just go back to the duel. It might. Watch it again. We'll see. We'll watch see. it All again. All right. I'll, I'll I'll manage. I'm an yeah. adult. I can do it. <laughs> you man can up, it. man. Adult. Adult. Okay. All right. Well, I am not disappointed. Nope. I think my excitement was justified. Happy good Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. I, you know what? I'm happier with this. New Star Wars than, is good Star Wars. Than I was yes. with the Bad Badge. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yikes. But still happy. All right. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. All right, guys. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And uh, up and, uh, so until next week. That's uh, any, unless anybody else got anything else to say. No. Yeah. Okay. That will be it from us. You guys have a good week. We'll be back at it next week. And uh, for now, from this clan of four, we want to remind you: this is the way. This, this, this is, is the, the way. way.